Yeah, hey, what's going on? It is Justin, 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 bless, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a long time, super long time, very long time, and I'm blessed to be back doing a thing that I love, which is podcasting. I always felt like I was a wordsmith and that I have the courage to go out there and do it. We had great success with the last podcast, the More Life podcast. Couldn't have happened without my cousin Sam. Coach got him. Last time we put out a podcast was called Minneapolis Energy. And that was when the world, in a way, was in shambles a little bit. And that was back when George Floyd got murdered. We took a little, we took a couple weeks off, and then we released one, which was the, um, like I stated previously, Minneapolis Energy with my man, my main man. Shout out to Wonton Soup. And we had great response from that podcast. Great energy that was reciprocated. And I definitely appreciate all you guys. And if you have been already, man, this is the new podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. I know the people that were subscribed to the More Life podcast already, already subscribed to the Justin Blessed podcast. Man, it's a new era. Here we go, cook. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We new era up in here, man. Guns cocked, guns loaded. You right know, new era. The Justin Bless Podcast. Shouts to Sam. Shouts to all the guests that were on there. We had quite a bit of guests, man. Legendary um episodes and everything like that, man. It was it was a great time, but you know it's we moving on forward. We got to keep up with the world and continue to move. But, shoot, how have I been, man? How have I been? Justin, how have you been? Last time we put out a podcast, it was back in January. I mean, June 20th, 2020. It's almost been two years since then. How have you been, man? Update the people, man. What you got going on? What you have you done? Physically, mentally, spiritually, what's going on? Oh, man, let me definitely tell you that about myself. What's been going on with me? (laughs) Now, what's been going on with me, um, like, since then, I was staying at, well, we got to take it back, give you guys a little background story. So, when the podcast started, I was actually had a, I was at work, at work for Wells Fargo. And I was in the drive-thru teller, and, like, there's this big glass window. I'm pretty sure you, if you guys drove up to any um, financial corporation building for the drive-thru, you see they have, like, a glass window that the drive-thru teller is looking at you, and they have a microphone. They talk to you about, yo, what you want to do type of thing. You feel me? So it was a very dead day. I don't know exactly what day it was, but it must have been like a Wednesday or something like that. 
because nothing was going on. I'm looking out the window and I just got this idea and I was going through it too, like mentally for the most part, I was definitely mentally just going through it. And I had this idea. I was like, man, I think a podcast would be real cool. But I was like, man, who should I do it with? Because I automatically thought like I needed somebody, you know, because every time I see like another show or anything, there's always like two people or three people or four people like there's never a solo. So I was like, yo, I need somebody. I got to recruit somebody, but I need to recruit somebody that can feed me the right energy. And we playing um volleyball back and forth. You feel me? Just passing the ball back and forth. We throwing alley-oops to each other. You feel me? WWE, WWF, Dudley Boys, 3D, 3D, you feel me? I lift the dude up, you know what I mean? Sam, come over there, ah! You know, through, through like two tables, you know? We, I had to make sure I had that type of energy with me going into the podcast. And Sam's the only person I can really think about that we can go off the top of the head. We can have stuff planned out. And that boy Sam going to deliver. So, hey, man, so I reached out to Sam, and that's kind of how it came about. And we just started going from there. We got the mics, got the equipment, just started running it. At the time, I was living back in my mom's house because a lot of situation stuff happened. That's neither here nor there, but we don't get to that later on the podcast. So y'all can get a full description of, you know, what's really going on, really paint a picture of what was really going on with me. So anyways, um, we were recording at Sam and my other cousin's Dave apartment. That's how I was busting out the um the podcast, going back and forth, inviting people over. People, it was kind of far too for a lot of people, but all those people, man, big shouts and big claps to y'all. Applaud them real quick. Yo, yo, yo. Shouts to y'all. Shouts to y'all. Shouts to y'all. That people that drove like 40 minutes, 30 minutes, and so on and so forth. Man, I appreciate y'all. Thank you guys because you guys gave me like energy and just everything that I needed to continue to go with the stuff that was going on in my life currently. And then I was embarking on a new journey and you was helping me paint that picture on that blank canvas. So I appreciate y'all every single one of y'all like, thank you. And, um, so yeah, so we, we doing the whole podcast thing. And then from that point, I was at my mom's house. Then I moved to my, my cousin's house and, that's when stuff started like changing up a bit. Like I felt like I needed to kind of focus and get my life intact rather than kind of messing with um, a form of art. And that art was podcasting. Even though I loved it, even though I want to continue, continue it to continue it <laughs> messed up to continue it. Uh, it just, like, I just wasn't there, you know? And I was so fixated on making bread, 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 bread. Like, it's all I wanted to make. That's all my focus was on. I didn't really care about anything else. But I know I wanted to, I don't know if it was the end, but I felt like it was going to be the end of the More Life podcast, um, if anything. But I don't know if it was going to be the end of podcasting for me, period. So I wanted to end it with a bang. That George Floyd thing happened. And I was so mad, so angry at well, ain't being around the bush about it, just white people in general. Like, I didn't want to go outside because I feel like I would snap on a white person or 
or anything. And it's not even their fault. You feel me? Because not all of them are bad. Just not like like all black people are bad, or um, a group of person is subject to a certain thing or place. You know, so or a mindset. It's not. It's not. It's not like that. And I was just so mad. You know, like because anybody. I never watched the video. Because I know it just made me that more mad. So I was like, yo, I'm going to just chill. But anyways, we put that energy all out there and just left it all on that last podcast for the More Life podcast. And it was great. It was a beautiful thing. And if it ever rekindles with Sam, me and Sam link up and be, you know, Batman and Robin or just Batman and Batman because we brought both that energy. It'll be a beautiful thing. It'll be great. But for shoot, but for right now, we here. Right now with the Justin Bless podcast. Whoo! Feels like a refresher, man. Just feels like a fresh um breath of fresh air. You know how like when you hold your breath for a long time, see how long you can like hold your breath down um in a pool or ocean or river or lake? Then when you like explode up, it's just like, <gasps> that's life right there. That is life. And your body needs it. And it's kind of like how I feel. I feel like my body needs this. Like my mental health needs this. My mind be moving, going, grooving. 100 miles an hour. You feel me? I need to express it. But I can't express it to everybody, like personally, that I know, you know? So whoever's listening to this, man, I appreciate y'all. Because you are you guys are my people I vent to in a way. But venting is not always bad or it's not being mad or sad. Sometimes venting's good as well, you know, just positive venting, healthy venting, rich venting spiritual venting and that's how i'm treating this but let me give y'all a little update of what's going on man since then but yeah so since the pod the last pod on the more life podcast i was focused on bread i started working crazy overtime dumb overtime like not even funny bro like there's a span of 41 days that i worked more than 12 hours straight just going crazy right because i just wasn't happy at the position that i was in in life i felt like i could give more and do more for myself i just needed to prove it and in this world it's kind of messed up but it is what it is man like money talks money make the world go around you can pretty much buy anything with money because money is everything. It's exchange for, it can be exchanged for happiness. It can be exchanged for um, coping with something. <clears throat> Excuse me. It can be exchanged for a type of feeling. Like, shoot, when I buy new shoes, man, it's that type of feeling when you take them out the box. Like, yo, the new J1s, you feel me? Chicago 85s, like, 
it's it, you know it's a different feeling so you know that, that that's money and i felt like i didn't i couldn't purchase any of those feelings and my money wasn't correct and definitely i wasn't progressing in life because eventually i would like a son you know children and bringing children into this world and for the most part you're not financially stable man you shouldn't be having sex you shouldn't be smashing man it's it's kind of messed up to say i'm not gonna say messed up it's kind of um what's the word what would i say it's kind of how dare you type of thing you say that right because like who who are you to judge like who are you to put rules on something and i'm not saying like that's the rule it should be but that's kind of like how you look at it because like man sex is powerful and you can bring a children you can bring children into this world And bringing children into this world without any type of financial backing because that's basically what America's built off of in a lot of different countries as well. And you can see the third world countries and and, um, other type of countries that are are not first world like America. You can see the difference in the lifestyle of the children. Even in America, you can see the difference in the lifestyle of, let's say, shoot uh like bill gates children compared to like a homeless person on the street you feel me uh 24th and baseline in phoenix you, you know what i mean like you can you you can you know the difference so it'd be cool for you not to do that and just be responsible so i was getting up to that age like yo like i need to kind of it's not in the back of my head too much. Now it's moving a little bit to the forefront. Not exactly to the forefront. I got a lot of things to do. But I am aware that that is something I would truly love is to um, have children. So I get myself situated as much as possible. you right. You can never be ready 100%. But you could try your best. And shoot, I, I know I need the money. So that's what my mind. That's what my main focus was. Just money, 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 money. <laughs> Damn sure was not healthy because I wasn't going out to eat. I was eating the same things over and over again. I'm talking about like chicken and rice, like back to back. I'm talking about maybe have breakfast, maybe not. Chicken and rice for lunch, chicken and rice for dinner, go to sleep, wake up, do it all over again. Unhealthy, but it is what it is. I got to what I got to. Then um I moved out of my cousin's house and man, God is good. God is good. That's um all I can really say, man. God is great. I had this vision, I can't really go into too detail with it. I feel like it'll take up all this podcast. I'm trying to actually get to something different. <laughs> different subject for this pod but yo let's uh let's do it so i was trying to at first let me let me me slow things down a little bit i was trying to buy a house because that's what people kind of tell you right the american dream is painted as painted to everybody as having a two-story house 
two car garage. It might not even have to be a two story house. It could be a, a house. Let's just say a house. A house, two car garage, which is two cars for the husband and the wife, or the wife and the wife, or the husband and the husband. I, I got nothing against anybody in the sexuality. Hey, do your thing. You feel me? Do your thing. None of my business. But for my example, like for me, it'll be a husband and a wife. And job, both of you guys, save 401k and retire at 65, then travel the world and then die off. And I seen everybody around me. That was a lifestyle that they were living. And I, from the jump, from a little kid, I knew that wasn't for me. And that's, I knew that's not what I truly want to do with my life or how I want to live my life or orchestrate it and um, construction it to that style. And that was never it because I always call, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love my mom's. Everybody was a part of it, but uh, everybody was a part of my life and my upbringing, but I always felt like they were in a Bermuda Triangle. And if you guys know about Bermuda Triangle, it's a part of an ocean when a lot of boats will go and like they'll just disappear and they'll be lost. And I always felt like a lot of people had lived that Bermuda Triangle lifestyle. People say the rat race and this, that, and the third, but I feel the Bermuda Triangle is a better example of that type of lifestyle. Because look at it like this, right? Three points, and there's three places that you could go. You have your your home, your job, and one hobby. It could be anything. And for, like, people that I know personally, it was always church. That was that. That was that other component that they'll just go there. Home, work, church. Home, work, church. Home, work, church. And I just feel like their life was just passing them by. Ain't nothing wrong with church. Definitely not. Because God is great. But it's like, like what else in life? Like, what, what else are you doing, Right? Like, if you're just waiting to go to heaven, it's like, but in the Bible and, and also other religious books, it states somewhere in there, I'm going to just be paraphrasing, you can have heaven on earth. So why settle and why wait just to die off? And then again, that's not hundred percent facts for at least us because nobody has went to heaven and came back or went to hell and came back. You feel me? So let's create this moment right here, right now, the time that we got, at least the things that we know that exist, which is currently right now and create our heaven or shoot, you can create your hell too. So whatever that you want to pick or have a little bit of heaven and have a little bit of hell, whatever that is. We all human beings, man. We always going to make, we all going to make mistakes. And no matter what, in someone's eye, you are the bad guy of their story. 
and other people's eye, you are the good guy in their story. But in your story, like, who are you? <sighs> that was fire. Gotta put that fire in there. That was fire. So I was thinking, man, like, how am I going to create my life? I know I need a bread. I know I want to be a father, a great father, a great husband. And I know certain things in life, man, and a lot of things in life, damn near 99%. You need money. And with that money, how do you free things up? You got to have abundance amount. So that that was my whole goal, man. That was my whole goal. I really didn't care about my art with podcasting or just anything else. I, that was the only thing I was focused on. And I did what I had to do, got to where I'm at. And right now, currently, man, I'm in a great place. I'm in a great space, man. <sighs> man, I am happy, man. I feel good. I always look good. I didn't feel it back then because that confidence, you know, or the self-esteem, should I say, was kind of low. But everybody goes through that. You just got to power it through. And I powered it through, man, and I made it to where I'm at currently right now. And I suffered a lot for it. But, man, would I do it all over again? Hell, yeah, to get to where I'm at right now because I feel I'm ahead of the game. And I feel... Very humble, very blessed, very fortunate, very grateful, and very favored. So, man, I am blessed. But before I had this mindset, like, I had a different type of mindset. One that I'm not proud of, but I have the courage, I have the cojones. I have the balls to say it. And I feel everybody been through this for the most part. And that's that quitter mindset. Man. I was a quitter. Like I like I quit on everything, man. Everything. And we go take a, you know, a little fine comb through my life about what I quit on. And put it, just put it out there. This podcast, man, is about vulnerability. It's about honesty. It's about being real 100%. Not no 95, not no 92.3, not no 87, 76, 55, 10%. Nah, 100%. If it ain't 100, it's 110. Like, damn, he was too honest. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't even do that. This is what this pod's about, man. So we gonna line, because I ain't better than nobody else. So we gonna go through my life about stuff that I quit on. If you could relate, go ahead and hit that subscribe, man. Go ahead and share it with 
someone that could um, benefit off of this. Go ahead and hit that share button. All right. When I was young, I think back and I'm like, what was something that I first loved and liked and something I was like, if I didn't stop, like, where would I be today? If you had those type of moments or things and you think like, man, where would I be today? Those are the things I'm talking about that you quit on in your life. This is a couple of things that I quit on. Like the first thing I can I can recall that I really loved was drawing. I used to love drawing. And my drawing inspiration actually came from watching Dragon Ball Z. At first, I just thought it was just a cartoon. And being a young kid, I didn't know cartoons came from drawing. I just thought, like, I don't know. I just thought it was like some magical thing that people created. Like, I didn't know, you know? <laughs> so when I figured out a Dragon Ball Z character is like Vegeta, Goku, Krillin, Kakarot, which is the same thing as Goku, <laughs> Majin Buu, you know, all of them, like, I didn't know their cell, Android 17. Like, I didn't know that they were um, drawn up. So when I figured that out, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to start drawing. So I started drawing. And I got pretty good at it, too. At first, I was, like, getting, um, like, those trace books like you just like put a paper over it with the light shine on it you can see the black line so you just trace it right then you color it up and i know i used to like bring them joints to school and tell my friends like yo look what i drew and they're like dang you draw that i was like and i'll be like yeah i drew that <laughs> but bruh hell nah i ain't draw none of that stuff <laughs> Oh man, I was just over here flexing, you feel me? Big capping. <laughs> Big line, man. But yo, it was funny though. But then I start really getting the passion of it, you feel me? And just start really drawing. And I have like them binders that had like the little um I don't even know what them binders is called. I think all binders have it. You can like put like a piece of paper in front of it and it'll be the front of your your binder cover, right? So I put like my my drawing every time like I draw a new drawing I put that on there, and uh, I was getting real good man I was getting like girl compliments and stuff so you know I was feeling myself like oh snap what I'm about to draw this week man I got to draw something over the weekend, um I gotta I got impress um I had a crush on her, and hey if she ever listened to this it would be cool so let me name drop her, and um her name was Karina. And man, when I tell you, man, she's like the most beautiful girl that back then, young little Justin, like seen. I was like, ah, oh, snap, like, yo, let me go and uh, try to impress her, you know, being a little kid, being doing dumb things. But it is what it is. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, man, I was drawing going crazy drawing different things like th then i got into drawing lowrider cars drew lowrider cars having them like do the hydraulics and everything like that three real motion all that stuff man like then i got into like drawing flames i got pretty really damn good with flames and then it was like graffiti like how to like change the the lettering up and everything like that i was really into it bro and then i quit i don't really know why i quit 
but I just know like I just quit and it's kind of whack. I look back at it now. I was like, damn, that's pretty nice, man. I was smooth with it. But I quit. And I and I see my younger sister, Octavia, doing her thing. Like she draws good, very artistic with it. And also Sophie as well is the same thing. My other younger sister. And like I was like, dang, it always like makes has me reminisce, you know, like when I used to draw, I was like, damn, I used to draw like that too. It's wild, man. I think I'm pretty nice. I I might still be nice after I can after I dedicate time, you feel me? Practice make perfect. But I quit on that, man. And now that I'm seeing like different type of art getting sold for one million, two million, thirteen million, and twelve point three million and all this other stuff. I'm not saying that I probably could have got there, but sure, I'm just saying, man. All them people, they they know better than me and you. Like, I, I could do it. Like, man, there was this one nigga that I seen. Like, I didn't see him personally, but I seen it on Twitter. This nigga sold an invisible sculpture. Let me repeat it again. <laughs> This nigga sold a invisible sculpture. You know David, the nigga, that little sculpture over there with the small ass dick whatever over there in Rome or something like that? Imagine that joint invisible. And the artist just talking to you and being like, describing to you what's actually on the podium. But ain't nothing there. And still sell that hoe for like 10 million or something like that. That's what happened. That's a true fact, sure story. You can look it up. Google it. Man, bro, it's, it's wild. I'm like, bro, I could have done that. <laughs> but, hey, whoever that artist is, man, yo, shouts to that man, bro. Shouts to that man. Let's give him a round of applause. Legendary. He's going down on the books. That nigga going down on the books, man. The greatest artist. I don't care about the dude that painted the um the Last Supper. I don't care about the Mona Lisa painting. Nah. The visible sculpture nigga, hands down. Greatest artist of all time because art is subjective. And for this man to have someone else's subjective turn into his subjective. And sell it to that man for millions of dollars. Yo. <sighs> I don't think it'd ever be done again. Like this. Man, I don't think y'all understand it. But yo, look that joint up, man. That's just facts, man. It's crazy. But anyways, like, yo, I quit on that. You feel me? I quit on drawing. I could have been that visible sculpture seller. Invisible sculpture seller. Ooh, say that like ten times fast. Hell nah. Invisible sculpture seller. Invisible sculpture seller. Invisible sculpture seller. Invisible sculpture. <laughs> yo, can't even do that mug. But uh, yo, shouts to that man. But I quit on that. Yo, next thing through my life that I, that I quit on was sports. Man, I was nice. When I tell you I was nice at sports, man, I ain't gonna say was nice. Like I still am. Because my body's still healthy, my body's still good. By the end, day I quit. 
when I was a young kid, my first love for sports was soccer. And it was just watching, like, being young, like, we used to watch, go to the park and, like, People from church, like the adults, so say like the men, you feel me? They will go to a park and like just start playing soccer. And I think that helped me fall in love with it. Even though I didn't really fully understand the game, but I started falling in love with it. And that was my first love. That was my first sport that I fell in love with. After that, we had football, basketball, wrestling, and track. But I quit on sports. I'll say the final one is one that, like, I'm like, damn, bro. I could have been at the Olympics. For real, though. There's two of them. So we'll go with the first one first, man. The first one was wrestling. I was at Dysart High School on the wrestling team. And then my mom didn't like me wrestling. She thought, like, I was, like, fighting, fighting. I was like, nah, I'm just trying to be like Stone Cold. You feel me? The Rock, Kane, Undertaker. You feel what I'm saying? If you smell Quotation mark, people's eyebrow, my eyebrows up. What The Rock is cooking. Yeah, you know what I mean? Nigga song hit right now. <laughs> so like like that, right? You have um But yeah, that's what I was trying to do. That that's really what I was trying to do. My mom over here was just being freaking just lame with it. Thought I was really getting punched in the face or punching people in the face. And that was not the case at all. But psh, Yo, you can't tell moms nothing. You know how they, you know how they go, how they, um, how they rock. They're like, oh hell, nah, you ain't about to, um, you ain't about to be punching people in the face, or you get punched in the face, and and all that. And I'm like, yo, that's not what the thing is. But yo, we gotta forged with us. We sweets. gotta do this real quick because. Because I have <laughs> I have this on my mind. We gotta play this mug, bro. We gotta we gotta play this real quick. Here we go. Here we go. What the rock hey. is cooking. Let's go. Hey. Rock says the rock. The rock said. The rock said. Hey. 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 Yo, this is my bad bring back childhood memories. Hey, hey, whatever the good. Wherever the guitar nigga on this, man, shouts to y'all, man. Shouts to y'all one time. Let's get it. Hey. Hey. Uh, uh. Hey. Hey. 
calm on that we're gonna chill on that but but shoot all right back to back to the story though bro y'all getting me off topic all right so all right so, so rustling right dysar high school my mom basically took me out i should have fought for it more now looking back but i didn't and a little bit definitely um don't regret nothing in my life but if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would definitely do that in a different way. I would fight for it. Or I will just sneak and just do it anyways. You feel me? Like, what could she tell me? Because <laughs> I'd just be like, yo, I'm just staying after school for tutoring. But hell, now nah, I'm over here wrestling and slamming niggas. But left that, you know what I mean? Quint went to, went to a different school. Well, now I'm in Valley Vista High School. Did um wrestling there. And I actually didn't tell my mom. I was just doing it. And your boy went undefeated, bruh. Under freaking feeded. Do you hear me? Under. Feeded, bruh. I was. I was laying these niggas down, bro. Slamming these niggas. Bam, you done. You feel me? Get up out of here. Next person, who you want? Bam, yeah, lay your ass down, nigga. Who else is next? Copper Can High School, lame ass nigga, 135. Put your ass down, too. You feel me? Yo, I was laying them people down, bro. Went undefeated. And then it was like, you had to like pay for sports at my place. I try to run it as long as possible, try to come up with excuses, this, that, and the third. It was pretty lame. And I know my moms and them would not even pay for me to be slamming people, you feel me? So I just gave up on that. And and it's whack because I'm looking back again. I could have easily just went over there and just, like, tried to ask my mom or just ask somebody for talk to the wrestling coach, something. You feel me? Just have more... um like passion behind it but i didn't so i quit on that basketball quit on that i remember i I did a tryout and i was hell i was nice too but i did a tryout and i got cut because of my grades i don't know why i thought nigga i would have been smooth and okay with bad grades like nigga <laughs> you know they check it so that happened so quit on basketball because of my grades, I could have easily went to tutoring. You know what I mean? Just did it better. Next thing was football. Like, I hardly played in football. And I was the best on the team and the fastest. Hands down. Anybody ever see me really play, they know I'm the best. And they also knew I was the fastest. But I didn't really, I don't know, I was, like, scared of my greatness in a way. Like, I don't know, like, I didn't want to. Step up to the challenge. Like, yeah, this other person's nice, but I'm better. So let me go out here and really show my worth so I could start. But I didn't. And um, I just gave up on it. And it's whack, too, because I really wanted to be in the NFL. That was definitely one of my goals and my dreams at the time. I remember 
I think it was freshman year or something like that. They or sophomore year, they always like try to get to ask the question like, "Yo, what you want to do when you grow up?" type of thing. And that's when the, it really starts hitting like freshman sophomore year. That's probably when they like the teacher first hit. So, um, NFL was right there. NFL was right there. You know, it's crazy. What was number two? Basically, kind of podcasting, but I didn't know what podcasting was. It was um having a show, like having like a Wendy Williams, Steve Harvey, Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien. Shouts to my mans, though. Shouts to my mans. Conan O'Brien, man. He was a funny white boy, man. And I used to watch it before I go to go to sleep. Late night show with Conan O'Brien, I believe. That's what it was called. And that was like number two. And number three, it was kind of like a little bit kind of like the same thing that kind of podcasting was like a sports analyst, like on ESPN. If it was going to be football, but football was number one. But like I said, I quit on that and started getting into hella trouble and trouble was. I got more attention for it. I wasn't getting the attention at home, not at all. But that's a different story. That's neither here nor there. But yeah, I was getting the attention for getting into trouble. By the people that are the most important at that time. Being a young, horny kid. Y'all already know what it is. It was the women. (laughs) So... My name ring bells, hold weight because I'm getting in trouble, stealing, robbing niggas. You feel me? Doing all this wild stuff, sagging, uh, not listening to the teacher, stuff like that was getting me the attention, you know. Um, not being a class clown, but a way being a class clown that didn't seem like I didn't give an F and my parents didn't care about my grades and I was just out here just wilding. But it's a whole different story at home. <laughs> whole different story. But I put on that front though. And um or just, then again, I was just like a, a young kid, you know, trying to just figure out me in a way. And sure enough, that was more of my attention. And I remember my coach at the time, Coach Wilkie. He yelled at us or yelled at me or something. I was like, nigga, I don't need this. Like, nigga, who are you? And I like bounced. You feel me? And it's um unfortunate for me because I didn't understand controlling my emotions at the time. There's always a time and place for you to like speak and lash out and do different things and hold that pride up or whatever the case is but it's um something that you just need to learn and go through in your life and I see people that haven't learned that and their pride is just like really really hurting them in a way speaking about pride like I actually this actually great song that J. Cole put out on his last album, the off season, played a little bit just case y'all haven't heard it, sir. Here we go. Woo! Just a little bit. 
Let's vibe, man. But this is deep, though. Pride is the devil. Hold on me. Pride is the devil. Ooh. Left so many R.I.P. Yep. Pride is the devil. I know that. Think it got a hold on me. Pride is the devil. Ah. Paranoid, I put you over everything To fill the void And when you're gone Yo. Will I have anything Or will I be destroyed mm. Terrified Paranoid, I put you over everything To fill the void And when you're gone Will I have anything Or will I be destroyed Yeah Bright lights pass me in the city, it's emergency I'm thankful cause uh. I made it past my 30s, no one murdered me yes, Still remember vividly the nigga that pulled a gun on me I'm petrified but moving like Man, I got no sense of urgency Pride make a nigga act way harder than he really be Pride Man. hide the shame of city, cut off all utilities Man. Pride hide the pain of growing up in hell and poverty Pride make a nigga feel the way that you unfollow me Make Ooh. a nigga flash a thousand like he hit the lottery Ooh. Make a baby mama make shit harder than it gotta be yep. Make you have to take the bitch to court to see your prodigy Make you have to use your last resort and pull a robbery Pride be the reason for the family dichotomy Got uncles and some aunties that's too proud to give apologies uh. Slowly realizing what the root of all my problems what? be It got me feeling different when somebody said he proud of me Ooh. Pride is the devil Fire Fire J. Cole, fire Shout to my mans for that Definitely Because and I probably should can destroy you, bro. And it, it definitely destroyed uh, a part of my life that I, I'm going to say it destroyed a path or a journey that I had it, that I wanted to embark on. But my pride destroyed that. And something you just got to learn from, grow from. But that, that was football. You feel me? But quit on that mug, man. Shoot. That's sports. Oh, track. Shoot. I almost forgot. Ah, nah, that, that ain't me really quitting. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now we'll tell that story for another time, but it's not me quitting on track, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to save that for a different episode. The next thing that I quit on, man, was, uh, after high school, I was actually made some music. Was it after high school? Yeah, it was after high school. I was making music and no, nah, not, not even. First, I was selling drugs. You feel me? <laughs> Yo, so I went to go sell drugs, right? And uh, just trees. I seen coke. I seen heroin. I seen crack cocaine. Like, I seen it all. But I was always have my, I always had my wits with me a little bit. I always thought a little bit ahead. And I always... In a way, weighed out the pros and the cons before, like I would do something. Even back then, probably now, like I do it more, like more. Um, I spend more time on it, doing more of my diligence, you know, work and research. But back then, like I always had it a little bit. So, like with harder drugs like heroin, crack, meth, stuff like that. Bro, you can get like three years for something very, very little. Three years on some crack. 
meth, all that, like little ounce, and damn near get like three years, five years, and bam. And then I'm black. Oh, nigga, I am gone, man. They gonna bury me under them bars. You feel me? So I always weigh that out. And I was like, nah, this ain't it. But weed, I still could got years back then too, cause the nigga was moving. You feel me? But I was like. Yeah, weed is, I always felt like I could get away with it. Like, if I was to get caught, right, or something like that, I felt like I could get it off of me in a way. I could eat it, put it in my sock, just do different things, you feel me? You just had to just compress the smell. But all the other drugs, man, you get caught with that mug, man, some hard time, you feel me? But anyways... Yeah, I kind of quit on drugs, selling drugs too. I think that was a good quit though. You feel me? Like having a quitter mindset, I guess is not always a bad thing, but sometimes it helps you out. But I quit on that and I didn't become Big Meech. Huh? Larry Hoover. Huh? Like I didn't become any of them people, which is cool and I'm fine with that. But I quit on that. That was a good quit. Then I got into music, and I was going hard. Man, when I tell you I was going hard, bruh, I was going super hard. So, let me tell you how hard your boy was going. Let me tell you how hard your boy was going. Forget that. You know, I've been playing people's other music, bro. We're going to play my music. I got some music on here. Man, it's been... A minute. I haven't listened to like my music in a long time. This is back in like 2013, yo. We're gonna play a couple songs. <clears throat> I'm gonna try to find like my favorites. Probably play like three a little bit. See what's going on. See what's going on. All right. You remember I know y'all know this song. Let's see if I can play it. Here we go. Yeah. Fly shit only, it only, it only, Fly shit only, bro. Here we go. Hey, my Apollo was out 20s. I was robbing niggas. All my niggas blessed up. You ain't even know it. Blessed up. I know some killers right now. You ain't even know it. Blessed moving all day. You ain't even know it. All day, nigga. I pray four times a day. You ain't even know it. I talk talk, I walk the walk, I'm flying Tony Hawk. I cop trees, I flip the trees, Jane the tree, stop. Shots to Rizzy, Messi, dreaded static shock. I support Nike and Adidas, but every box. We making moves like a bird of flops with two rollies, call me two clubs. Niggas saying on that block, selling that hard rock. Last time I checked, they're on the sidewalk, nigga, not the block, when I'm crosswalk, scared the jaywalk, this be cakewalk. Bless me, we on top, he ain't even know it. My heart belongs to hip hop, she ain't even know it. Hey, come on, nigga. Her pussy smell like swamp, she ain't even know it. Nasty. Me and Michi to that guap, and you know it. Bless up. All my niggas ambitious, you ain't even know it. 
Bars, nigga. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, bruh. Yo. I was going hard. Y'all can't even say I wasn't. Y'all can't even say I wasn't, bruh. All right, let me try to play and play another one. Nah, we ain't get play that one. That song was kind of sad. <laughs> um, till I fall. Uh, shoot, let's see. Uh, yo, this music video go hard, but we ain't gonna play that one. Yo, um, shoot, shout to my brother on this joint right here. Yeah. No, actually, struggles. We all going through some struggles and some things. This is what we're going to play. We're going to play struggles. Yo. This should kind of go hard. Yo, this video went crazy. Nigga rise above it A lot of people hate you Only a couple love you Pray to a Lord above you He'll get you through all them struggles Untangle and rise above it A lot of people hate you Only a couple love you A lot of people hate you Only a couple love you Pray to a Lord above you He'll get you through all them struggles Untangle and rise above it A lot of people hate you Only a couple of Ah, this a different nigga right here This ain't me rapping overcome struggles Niggas like the bark That's nigga though, bro I ain't talked to him in a minute shit art I'm over here making sculptures I'm smoking OG Nigga Kush culture Get a little success, you start attracting vultures No new niggas, they got bad motives My niggas ride out like an automotive Life is tough, but you gotta get through it with heart Aim for the head, nigga hit your mark Blunt got me lightheaded, but my cup dark I'm about to take off, I'm about to depart These niggas falling off to the deep part My game stay sharp, like a game dart I woke up to see another day, I thank God I thank God, young nigga, be nods Hey, shouts to that nigga man, bro. A lot of people hate you. Only a couple of you. Pray we to a little above you. He'll get uh, you through I'm all those up. struggles untangled. I'm coming up. A lot of people hate you. Only a couple of you. A lot of people hate you. Only a couple of you. Pray to a lot above you. He'll get you through all those struggles untangled and rise above you. Minimum wage, not enough money. Country think that's plenty. I don't know why. We feeding like bees when they need honey. Crime going up in every city. Y'all asking why? That's not a real question. This nation got dubbed by the sections. Can't see us struggling. We climbing up an oily rope. Nigga with no hope. But I'm not gonna cry mope. I'm praying to a Lord for the miracle hope He can make me rich tomorrow Even though today I'm poor Oh, what I forget about going I even hate these nigga. Nope, niggas hating, niggas swinging Bomb cash is clay with the rope of dope Untouchable, can't slip on soap Going to the top, my hip-hop story on rope Y'all hear that fire, bruh? Come on, bruh Alright, we gonna play one more, bruh We gonna play one more I don't even really be playing these joints, bro. These joints on YouTube, like, save but private because it's just that. Okay. Now, this joint right here, this is, uh, this was, like, I was trying my best to really have this mug hit. You feel me? And have this mug, like, really go, like, just before that whole viral sh came about, but basically trying to make this shit go viral really trying to get a record deal forget the viral thing y'all need that record deal cool all right we about to play it right here 
Hey, shouts, shouts to this nigga right here, CPAP, bro. Hey, bro, you still owe me some bread, nigga. <laughs> this nigga do. But that's neither here nor there, and I really don't even care about that bread, man. I'm super up right now, so I ain't even worried about it. And it was all out of love. It is what it is. Hey, nobody could ever say I wasn't real. I didn't keep it real or nothing because I always kept stuff real. If I had the bread, I would have break niggas off with it, like feed niggas, give niggas drinks when they're thirsty, whatever the case was, bro. Like, I got it, and I was rocking with you. You know what I mean? With it. Gave it up like it ain't nothing, but shoot, here's a song. He made this beat, so shouts my that nigga. Heavy. My, my music heavy. Let's go! My heavy. My, Let's my go! Heavy. My music heavy. I wish I had some turntables. I'd really be going heavy. in. Let's go. My music heavy. Yeah. My music heavy. You got some in trunk. Tell him. My music heavy. That's knocking. My music slapping, heavy. Beating. All my, three. My music heavy. That's what you say right heavy. here. Yeah. My music heavy. My music heavy. My music heavy. Damn, nigga. Damn, nigga. You hear that bass? I remember some of this stuff. My Hope your trunk heavy. can handle this. My music heavy. 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 What you got? Clean old three Chevy, looking unhealthy. Maroon candy paint, nigga still dripping. Still dripping like a snotty nose. Riding on crews, making all kind of noise. Watching for the boys. Shaking my dreads like flock. Neighbors don't like me, cause I took out my stock. I'm shaking up the block. Niggas running, yelling earthquake. Cause what's in my trunk? 412 kickers in my trunk. 8,000 watts. I'm pushing out a live concert. Having niggas like, what? This nigga cray. You can hear my music from the bay. My niggas blowing on that killer skunk. No paper, straight blunts. You know the rules. Puff, puff, pass the blunt. Bass hit you harder than a double barrel pump. Leave my back seat with all kind of lumps. Like you got jump. Word around town. Jay's a jumper. Yo, my music heavy. 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 We got we got my music heavy. 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 People ask Jay, are you slapping? I say nah. People ask Jay, are you beating? I say nah. Forgot. Ask Jay, are you knocking? I say nah. They say what it is then. I say my music heavy, nigga. My music heavy. I don't leave the driveway till my music ready. I crank my engine up, then I crank my system up. Music so heavy, Superman couldn't pick it up. What? I like my ladies, classy, freaky, riding with the music heavy on the way to get money. Not letting bum nigga get any. God bless whoever's my enemy, cause I'm about to kill him with my music. Not an alcoholic, more like a workaholic. Syrup sipping nigga, gonna sink him like the Titanic. Remember me like the Titans, Tupac and Biggie. Hear my music from heaven, say I'm the best thing coming. Jay, ghost, my music heavy. Yo, that was fire, bro. Yo, that's just crazy.
That's just crazy. Yo, that's a little bit of music, man. I used to, I used to go hard on this music thing for real. Something about me, like when I got my mind onto something, I go hard at it. Even though I'm like back then, you feel me? I had that quitter mindset. Like I would quit, but like when I'm gas, when I'm going, oh man, I'm like a juggernaut, but nothing can stop me. You feel me? But we took it kind of far with the music. You feel me? I had a show in New York, which was dope. In Brooklyn, that was fly as hell. It was dope, you know what I mean? But I stopped because at the time, it was kind of like I was, I was a young nigga, you feel me? Going going to college. Was I going to college at the time? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Or was I just working? I don't know if I was just working or going to college. But... I quit because I was paying for the studio. I was paying for other niggas too, like to come to the studio. That's where I that nigga CPAP owe me some bread from. <laughs> but shit, ain't nothing big. Ain't no big. We ain't worried about that. Um, <clears throat> like pay for all them niggas. You know what I mean? So shouts to like all my niggas that help a nigga rap and everything like that. Yo, my first verse ever that I recorded in a booth, trash, bro. Even the second one was trash, bruh. Like, <laughs> I think the third one, too, was trash, bruh. I don't remember it, but I do remember one bar. I remember two bars. One bar was, I got them hammer hands, call me John Henry. But the way that I said it was whack. The way that I delivered it on the flow was trash. My flow was trash. So it was just whack. Like, it was kind of like, you can hear it in my voice, my freaking voice, like, crackling and stuff. I was just nervous as hell, bro. And I didn't think I would be, but, bro, who you got into that booth, bro? Nervous. Second verse, trash, bro. Because I I want to redeem myself. Nigga, I'll tell y'all niggas this story. So, so we record the mug because the, the, the rule in the group was if you come up with the hook, you can... um. Rap on the rap You have a verse You feel me You could feature someone else Or whatever the case is So I came up with the hook It was like It's called nut. It's nothing I forgot how the hook really goes Something about it's nothing If you Want to throw hands It's nothing If Want me to take your girl Like it's nothing Stuff like that right Kind of like nah, shit, we, we them people Type of thing We them guys Yeah So Came up with the hook Verse was trash, laid it down, shit was whack. <laughs> so we're on the way home, right? So Brian, the engineer where we recorded at, he gave us a CD. We play it in the in the uh in the car. So we listened to our music back back home, right? And when <laughs> when my part came on on the song, so everybody hyped, right? Just picture everybody hype, like, yeah. Saying the words like, yo, it's nothing, blah, 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 da, 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 all that stuff. And then when my verse comes, it's just silent in the car. You hear my whack-ass verse like, in, the, in this nigga Mike Dub, right? <laughs> yo, shouts to my guy. My man Mike Dub was like, yo, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? It's not that bad. Because I have a feeling like he knew what I was capable of. He just knew, right? <clears throat> So, like, he actually, like, was the only person that encouraged me. And he kind of gave me that hope and that feeling. And I was like, yo, I'm going to come back with vengeance. Came back with vengeance probably, like, a week later. Laid down a, 
a, a verse. And I remember Buster, no, um, Chris Brown and Buster Rhymes and Lil Wayne had that one song. I forgot what it's even called. Oh, look at me now. And Buster Rhymes was rapping fast. You feel me? And I was like, oh, I'm trying. I'm gonna try um, imitate that. Yo, I tried to do that thing with the same verse, rapping so off beat. And I was punching in and out like every damn bar because I didn't know how to carry your breath with you while flowing. You feel me? So I just like, da 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 da. I punched me in right there. <laughs> Yo, just, just whack, right? Trash. But, anyways. Learn how to learn how to flow. Learn how to put the bars all together. I always was a wordsmith. I just didn't even know how to flow it. You feel me? And then when I picked it up, bro, I ran with it. Start going crazy. Dropping millions of videos every now and then. Not every now and then. Every damn two weeks. Going to the studio every week. Just every time I got paid, it went all the studio and gas. That was it. Studio, gas, millions of video. That was it, bro. Them three trifectas. That was it. And, my, and I was broke by the time I even got paid because... I'll go to the studio, like, I get paid on Friday, go to the studio um, Saturday. It was, like, $50 a session back then. Now, this nigga Brian taxing like crazy. Or it was, like, $25 a session back then. Something like that. Nothing crazy, right? Now, it's, now it's up there. Shout out to my mans, though. He's doing great. And, yeah, we just, man, it was just burning my pockets. And then my mom was kind of pressing me about moving out. And I was just like, damn. So, I had to give up on something, and. You know, I quit on music. You know what I mean? That's four quits right there. The next thing that I quit on was, man, my I'm going to say moving out. When I moved out of my mom's house, like, like I just wanted to just give in. Like, the pain, having the responsibilities for electricity, water, food, cooking, cleaning, trash, laundry, all that stuff that, it's nothing now, but back then I just felt like it was overwhelming. I was like, yo, I don't, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to pay for the laundry mat. I don't want to pay for food. So I kept always going to my aunt's house, my aunt and uncle's house, because they're right down the street from my work. So, like, I had this whole plan, but I wouldn't tell them the plan, but I just go there. I go there with my dirty clothes, wash my clothes there. I'll eat there, pack food, um, sleep there probably for, like, two nights, three nights when it when it became like kind of like an issue or something and I, and I, or I, I could feel the energy kind of shifting, I would leave and not come back until the next following week. <laughs> and I'd be at the apartment because the apartment I stayed at, I was sleeping on the floor at my, um, at my brother's apartment, my younger brother, you know, and I just was just like, man, this, I don't want to do this. Like I just really, um, referred back to that quitting mindset because it was still in me. And, I was like, nah, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. So, you know what I mean? And something happened that I don't really share. Almost lost my life. And um, it actually helped me get to my aunt's house for me to um, live there for a while. And then <laughs> I get my own, I get my own place. I was rocking, doing my own thing. And a lot of things happened in the midst of me living there for three years that referred back to my quitting mindset and I moved back to my mom's house. And I was just, just devastated, heartbroken in myself, really. But like, I didn't, 
want to put that on myself or was it to blame? I'm not going to say to blame. I didn't want to um, hold myself accountable for the situation that I was in. But at the end of the day, you know, the older I got, that is, that is the reason. Because where you are currently in your life currently right now is a collection of all your moves, all your actions that you have made. All your physical actions. You probably thought of something, but did something totally different. And that's why you have the situation that you're at right now. You're like, damn, how the hell did I get here? Because your actions were different from your words and different from your thinking. Wishful thinking a lot of time that people still live off of, still to this day, grown men, grown women thinking, wishful thinking and stuff like that. And not being accountable. Being accountable is... One of the most essential things that you need to be, I'll say, successful or move your life forward and not be in a situation that you're currently in. If you're in a bad situation is being accountable. Not I mean, not being accountable and being accountable and understanding that everything that happened to you in your life at the end of the day came from an action that you created and put yourself in that situation. And I didn't want to come to face with that so i just run from it and try to just blame everybody else you feel me i was in a bad relationship um a lot back and forth broke up with her broke up with me back and forth just dumb stuff and um i put the blame on her put the blame on other people and didn't really look myself in the mirror because i was scared to look myself in the mirror in a way because i wasn't proud of who i was currently at that at that time so, yeah, I quit on myself on that, you know, didn't want to fight through it and figure out a way. And, yeah, life does throw curveballs at you and it's hard sometimes, but figure out a way and fight through it. And I quit and put the blame on other people on why that I why I quit or why I was in that situation. And that was whack. <clears throat> Another thing I quit at, quit on during that time as well, like I had a clothing brand. It's called Blessed. Still got the shirt to be see me around town. You see me in the airports, different cities, or whatever the case might be. I'll have a blessed shirt on, or I have um blessed hoodie or blessed hat or something like that. Because I met my ex situation off of Bless, I associated Bless with her. When I shouldn't have never done that. But I did do that. And because I broke up with her. <clears throat> I wanted to clear my mind of everything about her. And that included Bless as well. Because I met her off of that. She came and bought shirts from me. And some shorts. So I think about that. I'm like, yo, that's who... Um, who um who I associated blessed with and me not being with her, I was like, yo, that gotta go too. And it shouldn't even that it shouldn't even be like that, but that's what I did and I quit on bless. I try to bring it back here and there, but it's just like, yo, like I associate so much to her, it's it's whack. And I shouldn't have. And right now, like I don't, but back then I did. And when I stop hustling and going and grinding about it, is like when uh, you know, I fully like 
stopped with it and it was um mad whack but hey, it is what it is quit on that you just got on it chuck chuck it up to the game you know what i mean charges to the game another thing i had was um my workout videos i was working out this is when i lived at my cousin's house after my mom's house i went to my cousin's house we trying to i'm trying to have these in order you feel me but i do what a different one to put the um the place that i was at currently at the time i went to my um cousin's house and this was after the whole pod thing. I explained the pod thing earlier in the podcast, or the More Life podcast. I started doing workout videos in the garage. When I tell you, when I'm into something, I'm in it. So I turned half the garage into like a gym. I got the gym um, gym mats. I had um, straight bars, dumbbells, different sizes, like kettlebells, yoga balls, slam balls, um box jumps resistance bands different type of half a medicine ball different type of like small medicine balls i mean i was going in bro like when i said i was going in i was going in olympic squat bar like bro i was going dummy in and i was like yo i always been in shape damn near all my life had a six-pack probably one time i didn't have a six-pack when i was born literally i'm serious other than that, I always had a six-pack, as long as I can remember. And I was like, yo, always in shape. People always ask me about how I stay in shape, all this. I'm like, oh, I should do workout videos. Cause I see the joint on Instagram, right? And I started Instagram doing workout videos. And this is before Instagram was even popping with workout videos, right? I was like, started doing workout videos on there. And I stopped, bruh. That's another thing I quit on was way back then. I, I stopped. I was like, bro. This was back when I was living at my apartment. This is in the in the midst of um the blessed clothing brand. Like I stopped that. I don't even really know why. So I can't really explain why I stopped that, but I stopped that. I guess I was trying to be, I don't know. But I ain't even try to try because I it'll take too long for me to think of something. But so yeah, so the brand, um, I said the brand, the workout videos. I stopped that because, man, we're just going to be honest on it, man. It's about vulnerability, about honesty. Like, I felt that. My cousin, I don't know. I felt like nigga wasn't really, like, supporting me like that. Like, didn't want me to do that. Felt like I was all up in his space. Like, he didn't make it welcoming and a supportive environment for me trying to do something new. And I felt that energy. And I know that shit was facts because there's no reason I would not feel it. I wasn't overthinking nothing because... <clears throat> you know certain things happen and it just i just connected the dots i was like yo i just need to get up out of here as soon as possible so going crazy on the bread was able to get up out of there bam i'm out of there but at the end of the day i did let an outside um component interfere my inner self and get me result right back to the quitter mindset and that's why i did quit out on the workout videos i ain't here to blame nobody I, I i hold everything accountable and i quit on that that's all on me and the last thing i'll say man through the midst of all that me going down like stuff that i quit on the biggest thing that always i look back on and i can always look at everything else i always come down to one thing man I quit on myself. I quit 
believing. I quit having hope. I let it go. And I shouldn't have. No matter what, no matter what the situation is, my circumstances, whatever I put myself in or life throws at me or other people throw at me, stuff that I can't control, the weather freaking raining, like stuff like that. Like I quit on those things. But at the end of the day, it all connects to something. It connects to me. And I quit on myself. And that's the thing that I'm most shameful of. It's quitting on myself because I know I'm better than that. Every single thing that I just listed out down to drawing, sports, music, selling drugs, even though selling drugs was a good quit. But I know I could be like Big Meech, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> moving out, um, blessed, workout videos, like all just come down for me quitting on myself a lot of different things as well like a lot of things i quit on and i'm able to speak it out to you guys because i held myself accountable i sat down on myself really thought about like yo what the hell happened how am i here where does mindset come from like what the hell happened And Michael Jordan says it best, said it best. It's this quote, he, and I quote, he said, if you quit once, it becomes a habit. Never quit. <sighs> that was fire. Let me read that again. If you quit once, it becomes a habit. Never quit. Because I quit that one time, back when I was very young drawing, it became a habit. And I can connect the dots looking back at my life now, at how that same mindset connected to everything else. I always came with some type of excuse or something like that, that had me quit, that made me quit. By the end of the day, it didn't make me quit. I quit on my own self. And it's just something that you just learn from because I can't go back in time and like not quit on drawing. Like it's done. It's a done deal. Sealed, done, delivered. What can I do? I can go back into it if I'm really passionate about it and make it really truly happen. But do I really feel that type of love that I felt back then as a young kid? I'll say sort of because I've... I admire art, a lot of different type of arts. I'm very open to different type of arts. I look at things at an artistic POV. So, that's me quitting on myself, man. And I look at myself today and I'm like, I don't have that mindset no more. Because I'm not just talking just to talk and I'll just say things just to say things. Like, I'm putting my mind onto something, like I go. And I know I can take it to the fullest extreme. For example, with music, nobody in that I know has ever had a show on the other side of the nation 
that they're invited to to perform. I had that with music. I was performed in New York, and that's the only reason why I went to New York. And it's the only time I went to New York, and I love that town. I love that city. I love that state. I had the best time of my life. That's my favorite state. And that all happened truly, truly happened because of music. And I'm always grateful for that. Another thing is blessed when I was so focused on blessed going so hard I was selling at colleges gyms online Walmart Target bro I got kicked out of a couple Targets and Walmarts because it was no soliciting you know what I mean because I was selling my own products and not selling theirs so they, they kicked me out selling it at the um the airport got kicked out of there too like cops ran up on me because you're not you're not supposed to do that but I was going so hard like it don't matter. Like, I'm a true hustler. Like, I hustle hard. When I put my mind on something, you know, I'm going dummy hard. But anyways, going so hard with Bless, it opened up two major things in my life that I'm able to speak about and very proud about. One thing I did, man, I spoke in front of 500 people, telling them my story about how I came up with blessed I was invited some like this girl hit me up on Instagram on not Instagram it was Facebook saying she would love to put me on stage for I can share my story with the world it's called storytelling in um Phoenix I still got the flyer and everything my name was on it it, it was amazing I said my story, I was very nervous. Like I told you, I was nervous freaking rapping in front of my niggas. You know what I mean? In the studio, like I was like five people. And to do that in front of 500 people, my mom was there. My big cousin Junior was there. And another person was there. We don't give them no light, no energy because, nah, this ain't for them for me but that happened and afterwards right people were lined up to shake my hand I had the most people crowding me than any other person because there's um, three other people that like shared the story I had the most people crowding me saying like man you're so motivational and Thank you for sharing. So touching. You got so much heart, so much courage, all this stuff. And my mom was there and she like, it was cool for them to, uh, for her to witness that. that I'm doing something great because for a long time, man, I was getting in trouble like crazy. <laughs> and another thing I blessed made open up a door was to um i was on tv abc 15 because of bless and it was you know what i mean it was crazy like nick cannon shouts to nick cannon he was wearing the bless shirt at his twins birthday party a couple years ago 
Like when I when I focus on something, I go super hard. I know where it could go to. Like I don't know, but God knows. But I know it can go big because I know average dude. Because no matter if it was bad or good, when I put my energy to it and I focus to it, it goes far, real far. And I can only look at these uh, things that I quit on in my life. And I'm like, man, what if I didn't stop? What if I didn't stop with bless? Would it be like at the races with Nike and Adidas and Reebok? What if I didn't stop with the workout videos? Would I be having some hip hop abs out? You feel me, DVD? <laughs> or would I be like on your Apple Watch workout? Apple contact me. They want me to be a trainer. With music, like would I have a record deal right now? Because I was making music similar to J. Cole in a way. Sports. Like, I could probably be in the UFC if I stuck with wrestling. Real talk. Be in the Olympics. But I quit. So I don't know. I'm not here to dwell on it or any of that stuff. I'm here to start right now. One of my arts. I solely focus on it. Go super hard at it. And it's podcasting. I love this. I love speaking. I feel my voice is powerful. And I feel my voice is meant to help millions. If it's me inspiring them, making them smile, making them laugh. Making them feel good. Making them think differently. Making them think on a deeper level. Or whatever the case might be. But all I know, I'm going to run this race. I'm in this podcast race. And I'm going to go as hard as possible. When I say I'm going to flood the streets, I'm going to flood the streets like Future had that mixtape run. Like Lil Wayne had that mixtape run. Two Chains had that mixtape run. Going crazy, man. Whatever thing that you might have quit on in your life, don't dwell on it. Understand it. Analyze the situation. See what happened. Think about what could have happened. And then if you want to go back down that journey, go back. You're not too old. You're not too small. You're not too big. You're not too fat. You're not too strong or you're not too manly or you're not too womanly or for anything that might be in your head that's negative, that's stopping you from going in that, having you keep your mindset on that quitter mindset and not clicking over and changing over and hopping over to the never give up mindset. That push to be great mindset. Dare to be great. Shout out to Israel. I diss on ya. He has truly helped me. Just to open up and be myself. But. Don't quit. And if you feel you're a quitter. It's okay. Because I was there too. 
Just be honest with yourself. Hold that accountability. Don't blame nobody. You are smart enough. You're good enough. You're handsome enough. You're beautiful enough. You are witty enough. You are cool enough. You are funny enough. You are courageous enough. Whatever it is, you are that. You got it. Ain't nothing different from somebody that you look up to compared to you. You guys are all the same. Two arms, two legs, um, heart, mind, all that. But the only difference is between them and you is they didn't quit. Michael Jordan didn't quit playing basketball. Whoever it is that you look up to, it can be an author, songwriter, firefighter, teacher, principal, lawyer, no matter what it is, they just didn't quit. That's the only thing that they just didn't quit. They go through the same trials and tribulations, probably even harder ones, probably even harder hardships than what you went through, but they just didn't quit. So my words to y'all is just don't quit and continue to go. Because when you're not motivated, when you don't feel like it or anything like that, remember one thing, stay consistent. Because consistency is what built Rome into what it was. One brick at a time. Consistency at the basketball court is what made Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player of all time. He was more consistent than other players. No matter what it is, just be consistent. And with that, I'm going to hold myself accountable. And I'm going to be consistent with podcasting. I love y'all and thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all subscribe. Share, please. And I just love y'all and I appreciate y'all for lending y'all ear because y'all could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I'm grateful for that. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's Justin Bless, Justin Bless, nothing less.